You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. This episode is about cryptocurrency. This is not financial advice. Please do your own research. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Technipot Season 2, where we talk about video games, social media, and tech-related topics so that you get an insight about the current IT news. My name is Zero Aiden, and joining with me is Nuff and Kat. Say hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. And today we are going to talk about a little bit of kind of like a hot topic nowadays, especially in 2021, which is cryptocurrency, where we're going to send Dogecoin to the moon. Let's get into the general idea of what cryptocurrency is. I know for the fact that a lot of people doesn't know what cryptocurrency is. So I'm going to let Nav to explain what cryptocurrency is all about. Alright, so without getting too technical, a cryptocurrency is a type of currency which uses digital files as money. Usually, these files are created using the same method called cryptography, which is the science of hiding information, also known as encrypting. Hence why the name cryptocurrency. And uh, these digital signatures can be used to keep the transactions secure while letting people ensure that these transactions are real. Let me repeat that. Digital signatures can be used to keep transactions secure and let people check that these transactions are real. Now, that is the layman definition. As someone who has a technical background, Mm -hmm. what's your take on cryptocurrency and how do you think it functions differently from regular cash? You know, everybody says cash is king. Right. How does this change things? So when it comes to like cryptocurrency, the way how it works is, well, everything is digital and everything is encrypted. So a lot of people kind of ask me this question, like what's the difference between cryptocurrency and cash? And one thing I can say for sure with a very serious phase is that the anonymous ways of you to do a transaction. Because in order for you to do a transaction between one person to another person, you need a key. So once you have a key, you can do a transaction with another person. In order for you to get up that particular whatever the cryptocurrency that you are transferring, you need a private key in order for you to get out. Think of it this way. If you have a chest or a box, you can anyone can actually put whatever it is inside a box. But in order for you to open the box, you need a certain key so that you can actually extract wherever it is. So I know a lot of people kind of like confuse what does block means or blockchain means. So imagine like you have a packet of biscuits, right? So in the packet of biscuits, you have a finite amount of biscuits they can pack inside a box. Hence, you make a block. So it's most like a transaction between from one person to another person. So this is actually news in the military when it comes to crypto, but it's starting to get much more mainstream in the uh, consumer as well. Like, for example... When Bitcoin started to launch in 2017, for example, that's when we saw a significant boom of cryptocurrency usage, um, not just in Malaysia, but in worldwide. I believe way back in the days, around 2017, I entered this convention. I believe it's Mihas, if I'm not mistaken. There is a company who actually want to bring cryptocurrency to the masses, for example. And people kind of say that, hey, if you want to mine cryptocurrency, you can buy our gear. And this gear is optimized to, you know, like mining Bitcoin, for example. Because at the time, there's only Bitcoins when it comes to cryptocurrency. 
fast forward to 2021, that's a bunch of cryptocurrency that people can mine. Like, for example, Ethereum and as well as Dogecoin. Well, it's basically a meme in today's topic. When it comes to like mining, that's when enough says when it comes to like GPU, you can mine using your GPU, you can mine using your CPU. Um, but there is a specific device that you can also mine using ASCII. That one's a little bit specialized. I won't get into in depth for it. But that's basically what cryptocurrency and mining is all about. It's basically anonymous between from one person to another person. And in order for you to create a wallet, for example, it's actually much more simple. You just generate a random key and then you got a key and then you have to distribute or rather publish your public key to other people so that people can do transaction. But you have to keep your private key. Private keys are actually really important because once people have your private key, people can actually get into your crypto wallet. So really, really do care um, regarding your private key. When it comes to other terminology, when it comes to cryptocurrency, I don't know if you guys have any kinds of questions when it comes to terminology, especially on Reddit. So when you're new to cryptocurrency, I think one of the most natural places to turn is Reddit. And Reddit has its own language when it comes to cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. And the very first one to know is D-Y-O-R, do your own research so that you can one day afford a Dior bag for your girlfriends. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> that is the worst abbreviation I've ever heard in my life. But, but yes. now you will remember it for your life. <laughs> yes, I will remember that for my life. Uh, when it comes to do your own research, I'm not a avid Reddit user. Um, Nuff is, if I'm not mistaken. So I think when Kat says do your own research, even though that term comes from Reddit, we kind of mean do your own research outside of Reddit because Reddit's opinion is skewed occasionally. For example, on Reddit slash Dogecoin, everybody thinks that Dogecoin is going to fly them to the moon. They think that that cryptocurrency is going to be able to afford them a plane ticket in Elon Musk's SpaceX shuttle, for example. However, if you go outside and you read on forums and you read on Google, for example, you will actually begin to understand a little bit more as to what the foundation of these cryptocurrencies are. What gives them value? What gives them meaning? That's why it's really important for everybody on Reddit to kind of skew people towards doing their own research. It's kind of how you grow to learn about the topic as well. So rule number one is Dior for a Dior. Right. Rule number two is hodl. And hodl is not hold spelled wrongly. Hodl means hold on for your dear life. Oh God. And that means when the crypto prices drop, keep calm and hold on. <laughs> so it's kind of like stock investment in this case, was it? Yes, exactly. It's kind of like that. I'm seeing a trend among Wall Street bets and cryptocurrency on Reddit. They all seem to really like holding on for their life. <laughs> Uh, yes, because one must have diamond hands to get diamonds. And diamond hands basically means keeping calm and not selling. Unlike paper hands, which tear easily and give up and sell the <laughs> coins as soon as the prices drop. Yep, no pressure, no diamonds. Okay, what's rule number three? Rule number three is Dior for Dior. Hoddle with your diamond hands so that you get on the rocket to go to the moon. <laughs> That's how you get rich, baby! <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to like rocket, do you, do you guys want to talk about Elon Musk and his meme regarding Dogecoin? So yes. yeah, to the uninitiated, Dogecoin is one of the forms of cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency takes many different forms, be it Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, etc. etc. And uh, one of them happened to pique the interest of a certain Tesla billionaire. He is actively backing Dogecoin while also making significant purchases in both Bitcoin and Dogecoin with the Tesla name right now. And uh, yeah, what do you guys think about that? He is currently spearheading the memes of going to the moon. You know, Elon Musk 
actually started r slash doge law where it's an entire subreddit giving a law to the Doge from Dogecoin. That's really bizarre to me because when it comes to Dogecoin, right, it starts with a meme. It's a Doge. It's a Shiba Inu meme. Wow, much coins, so much value. Like, I, I know for the fact that when it comes to Elon Musk, Elon Musk is a, one of the pioneers when it comes to Dogecoin. I think it's mostly because of the meme and people want to take it off to become a thing, in my opinion, because who doesn't love Shiva Inu? But when it comes to Elon Musk, when it's first starting to use um, Bitcoin to buy Tesla, what do you guys think about buying Tesla? Okay, so Elon Musk is being investigated by the SEC, which is kind of, I don't know, the American... This has become a CSI podcast. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> the American authorities that looks into like investments and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he has changed his official title to Techno King. So he is really a meme lord, officially named himself a meme lord. And the thing is, he's not just hoping Dogecoin goes to the moon. He means it literally. Mm -hmm. He is sending a rocket to the moon that is funded by Dogecoin. I mean, when it comes to like Dogecoin, it kind of takes like a significant amount of time to actually Dogecoin to get into a certain value. I've been seeing people wanting Dogecoin to get at least like $1 per Dogecoin. And I don't know if it's going to get there anytime soon. But the I think in the future... The problem with Dogecoin as opposed to Bitcoin, Bitcoin is meant to be like a store of value. It has a finite amount and it also has this halving schedule mm-hmm. whereby the amount of Bitcoin will half mm-hmm. every four years or so. But Dogecoin is the opposite. Every day, a ton of Dogecoin is being produced because the founder of Dogecoin, he wanted it to remain a low-value right. crypto. kind of more for like daily spending. Right. You wouldn't want to spend a Bitcoin because that it has the potential of going to like 100k USD, for example. Mm-hmm. To the moon. Yeah. <laughs> but Dogecoin, it's not meant to do that functionally. Right. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like memes, I think I think we all can agree that Elon Musk is pioneer when it comes to like memes and trying to take things to the moon. Literally, I mean, we've seen when he sent Tesla Roadster to not really the moon, but to the space as well. I'm looking forward to see his rocket literally sent to the moon that is funded nothing but Dogecoin. Let's get back down to Earth, you know, no more moon talk. Let's go. Let's get back to Earth. Let's get back to Malaysia. What do you guys think about Malaysian view when it comes to cryptocurrency, at least in 2021? So yeah, that's an interesting topic to get into because as I was at work not too long ago before I started working from home, I did actually begin to listen in on the conversations of my colleagues and it turns out that quite a few different people are actually actively investing into Bitcoin and uh, other forms of cryptocurrencies and that's very interesting to me because I would think as a Malaysian you know we're very skeptical we're very like uh, typical Malaysian where we are where we don't believe in something unless we can see it you know that's true yeah however this is one of those interesting situations where nobody's ever used cryptocurrency so far in Malaysia Mm -hmm. to do anything However, there are multiple people that are actually getting in on the scene because it's either A, profitable or B, a really interesting way to spend your time trading because multiple different cryptocurrencies as well as multiple different openings and closings of the entire crypto trading market give you a lot of opportunities to do something very valuable with the amount that you're given. Could it be the Kiasu in us jumping out? Maybe. That sounds very Malaysian. So yeah, that sounds very true as well. Might as well try, even if it's a little bit. I think the interesting part about investing in cryptocurrency is that you can buy with any amount of money. 
Mm-hmm. You, there's no high threshold for entry. You can spend as much as you want, 50 ringgit, 100 ringgit, up to you. And I think this is a new investment opportunity that maybe our parents and grandparents had when they were buying land. Right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds very true. Speaking of spending, let's just say 50 to 100 ringgit, for example. If I was a Malaysian and I wanted to get into this cryptocurrency market, as of right now, there are two major ways that most people do it. Now, there is a homegrown Malaysian brand called Luno. They are a phone application and they are one of the primarily, one of the most used phone applications to trade cryptocurrency here in Malaysia. Now, just to give you a bit of context, Luno has no transaction fee above the 100 ringgit threshold whenever you're buying and selling, as well as the fact that Luno is currently limited to five major cryptocurrencies. I'm not going to list them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, you know, you can just download the app and check it out. The second method that a lot of people actually buy and sell and trade cryptocurrency is actually via an application known as Binance. Now, Binance is not locally born and bred here in Malaysia. Binance is a globally renowned application. And for the most part, Binance is also the largest stock stockholder when it comes to cryptocurrencies because they have the largest list of currencies for you to choose from. Now, what do you guys think about this whole buying, selling, trading thing? What does trading even really mean for us? I mean, when it comes to like trading, I'm not really a trader first and foremost. Again, this podcast is not really a financial advice for all of you guys. But if I want to trade, I think that again, because of the whole meme, like do your own research, I definitely have to make my own research. What kind of cryptocurrency that I want to invest? I wouldn't really exactly want to invest. I'd rather mine my own cryptocurrency because I'm more into getting into the technology behind the blockchain, getting to know how the technology works behind the scene. There's a couple of GitHubs that I can get into and research about how does the codes and the fork working, getting to understand the transaction between from 1% to 1%, that kind of thing. Since you're into the technology, what are some of the uses of these cryptocurrencies? Some of the uses of cryptocurrency that I can think of is people can purchase literally anything, especially digitally and I can see that it's a, another form of currency that people can use globally because it is um, unified and let's say for example if you get cryptocurrency here in Malaysia this X amount of price if you go to another country it will remain the same you don't need to think about the exchange for example that's one of the things that I can think of um, if not have any kinds of ideas yeah, for the most part, I did hear of plenty of rumors of uh, PayPal actually beginning to integrate themselves directly, vertically with uh, cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And we also have heard of uh, Elon Musk accepting cryptocurrency for Teslas, for example. Teslas are also being sold for cryptocurrency. I understand that's been redrawn now, and I know you yep. want to say that, Ken. <laughs> However, I do believe that in the future, it will be part of his uh, own Tesla ecosystem again. You know, Speaking about using cryptocurrency as an international currency, Mm -hmm. The founder of Ethereum, Vitalik, has recently donated $1 billion worth of Shiba Inu, yes, another dog coin, Shiba Inu, to the India COVID Relief Fund. So maybe cryptocurrency will fund the cure for COVID. Yeah, you know what? I would be definitely behind that. I'm actually quite excited for something like that to happen. Just the fact that cryptocurrency is currently being used to fund oxygen as well as... uh, hospital beds in India right now is already interesting enough to me. Yeah, but that is when we kind of like stop the positive sides of cryptocurrency and we kind of kind of address the negative sides of cryptocurrency. I know for the fact that people are talking about the environmental impact when it comes to cryptocurrency. I guess you can say there's two sides to every coin, even though the coin may be digital, you know. <laughs> 
but yeah, we do have some <laughs> negatives to talk about as well. Yeah, there's a couple of like, negative that we can talk about, especially the environmental side of it. I want to point out the reason why Elamas basically withdrew from purchasing Tesla and using Bitcoin is because of the environmental impact when mining cryptocurrency. When we talk about environmental, we're talking about a terawatts of energy consumptions. It's the same amount of how Norway consumed their electricity. I know there's a couple of other negative side of cryptocurrency, but that is the biggest concern when it comes to cryptocurrency. We already talked about the pros and the cons. We're going to talk about the possible implications in the future especially here in Malaysia, because cryptocurrency has become accepted like nationwide, at least from my take. I don't know what you guys think of cryptocurrency. Oh yeah, I definitely hope that at some point in the future, you know, we can go work towards that entire digital lifestyle where I can just leave my house with my phone and my ID card and I don't need anything else. I don't need a wallet. Wherever I go, I can just pay in Bitcoin using my Luno wallet, for example. Mm -hmm. But again... That is a pipe dream right now in comparison to the actuality of the situation. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about a little bit of the show called Ready Player One. I think in the near future, when VR is a thing, we're going to use digital currency for our everyday life. Okay, we've been talking about cryptocurrency like it's just a currency, but it's really a technology, right? Mm -hmm. And some of the interesting case uses is like um, VeChain, for example. It's one of the type of coins that is available. And what VeChain does is that it very accurately tracks an item, for example, from the warehouse to your home. So mm -hmm. if you're e-shopping, it can track your item accurately and tell you exactly where your item is. It can be used for manufacturing, production, sending things. And apart from like use cases like this, this is one of the examples that I think is the most easy to understand. Mm -hmm. But there's also gaming coins. For example, Mana Decentraland. Mm -hmm. So Decentraland is a virtual world where you can buy land, you can build your shops and your houses and carry out activities. And this all just makes me wonder, will cryptocurrency launch us into Ready Player One? Now, yeah, you see, if I could find a game that everybody was playing, like my uncle, my aunt, my mom, my dad, if everybody was playing one single game and that one single game used one form of currency, mana, for example, now, yes, we'd be living in a real life Ready Player One. So yeah. yeah, until that game is discovered, no, not yet. But soon, hopefully. If a game like that existed, I guess lockdown wouldn't feel so bad. That's true though. That's yeah, true. you know, why Why go to Uncle Don's and Lepa in real life when you can meet your friends in digital Uncle Don's and Lepa virtually? You know, we're all safe. Don't even need to wear a mask. VR chat, get, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> but that's basically our thoughts and our opinions regarding cryptocurrency. I hope that you guys have a little bit of insight what cryptocurrency means, um, the different kinds of cryptocurrency, as well as the implication, the pros and the cons, and what the possible outcome in the near future and as always my name is zero aiden i'm nov and i'm cat thank you so much everyone who is listening and i'll see you guys next time no dojas were harm in the making of this podcast thank you Toodaloo.